Before we get into this episode of Speedrun, I'd just like to mention how this episode was made possible in part by ExpressVPN. If you're like me and live in Canada, but want to mooch off your soon-to-be father-in-law's Hulu account, then you need a way to make your computer think that you're in the States. That's where VPN service comes in. ExpressVPN is the world's largest premium VPN service provider, with servers located around the world in 94 countries. We have support for PCs, Macs, mobile devices, and even pretty much every modern game console, ExpressVPN is easy to set up and use. I mean, goodness, I even have it set up on a Chromebook. And I'm speaking from experience here as someone who just finished binging the first two seasons of what we do in the shadows on Hulu. Now, usually all of this along with a slew of privacy benefits could be yours for only $13 a month. But if you follow the link in the description of this episode or go to expressvpn.com speedrun, you can sign up for 15 months of ExpressVPN at only $6.67 a month. And that's a total steal if you ask me. Anyways, thanks again ExpressVPN for helping make this episode possible. And now, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome back to Speedrun, the fast-talking video game podcast where we talk about pretty much anything that interests us. My name, of course, is Jamie, and joining me as always is the one and only Jazzy. That wasn't the intro. Hi, I'm Jazzy. I, you know what, we wing it every time. You know, we're, we're they ca- call us Wing Street because we're winging it. We're off our game tonight because we tried using Riverside FM, but we literally just got it not too long ago. So we're like, oh, what are we doing? So, so if it, if it sounds a little bit bad, I promise it's not my editing. We're just doing it through Discord and OBS, like the olden days. Please don't send me ne- more nasty hate mail. <laughs> please be kind on the internet, woo. Woo, please don't yell at me. I will cry. <laughs> but joining, joining us, us today, Jinx. Joining <laughs> us today, yes. She is one of the best cosplay youtubers out there and also i i think one of the the largest cosplay youtubers in bc channel wise and uh, yeah and also someone that i know personally in real life anya panda how you doing friendo not too bad how about you doing good welcome to the show tell folks about you before we start the timer yeah so um i'm anya and i i mean (laughs) not a lot to tell, I guess. I do cosplay. I make YouTube videos, I'm trying to branch out a little bit with my YouTube content. But for the most part, I do cosplay stuff. And um, yeah, I'm based in Vancouver, and that's really all there is to say about me. I I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you've been, as I said, you you yeah. used to be on the island. Yes. Yes. And then you escaped to the mainland, where you, which unfortunately didn't let you escape the 40-degree heat we had uh, this past weekend. Oh my gosh, yeah, no. No, that was brutal. Yeah. And Mitzos, how Jan- are y'all doing up there in the Pacific Northwest? Today is a lot better, because, like, the past few days for me, Anya, I can't speak for you, but, like, I was... None of us have AC here. Oh, oh. no. And Victoria, oh. so uh, I, I remember the day where it literally got up to around uh, like 115 Fahrenheit where I'm at, and I literally locked myself in the bathroom with two fans on and took an ice shower. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. That checks out. 
Yeah, how about you? How have you been handling? Yeah, so um, I, I, I've basically been, I live in the basement of my house, so it's nice and cool down there, and um, all of my roommates, all of their rooms are up on the top floor. So we all ended up moving down to the basement. We set up like mattresses and stuff. So everybody's just been hanging out in the bottom floor to try and escape the heat. But like you said, today was much better. Um, yesterday was brutal. The day before that was brutal. But today we finally have like a nice breeze going through the city, which is nice. So mm -hmm. it's been much better today. I'm just kind of amazed because even yesterday I was up to like 36 here and now it's been averaging around 18, 19 today. Yeah, no, it's been a huge difference. Jeez. For those listening, this is Celsius. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, we we, we don't use crazy American fake temperatures up here. It's true. You know, like like our I think our temperatures are based off like when water boils or freezes while American temperatures are based off the ideal temperature for a McDonald's hamburger. Yeah. Yeah. Also, listeners, I am so sorry. Uh, that was not your computer. That was mine. And that is a drawback of recording with OBS is you get to hear all the bring update your computer, jackass, in the middle of recording. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I promise we are professional here. It's been a night of embarrassment so far. We're, you're doing fine. You're doing fine. Thank you. But today... I want to I want to give the most base level beginner 15 minute capable exposition I can give on the art of cosplay. And by when I say for me to give on, I mean I am completely novice in all this. Anya, this is your expertise. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so, first off, how did you first get into cosplay? All right. So, I first got into cosplay um, really by knowing the term, like I knew that people dressed up for conventions, specifically anime conventions, um, but I didn't know that there was like a term for it. And I always thought that it was just for anime and growing up, I wasn't really into anime until I was like 13. So it wasn't until I was in the eighth grade and a friend was like, oh yeah, if you dress up as a fictional character, that's called cosplay. And so that sent me on this huge like Google search adventure where I just looked up every th single show that I was into so like Fairly Odd Parents, Danny Phantom, Stormhawks like stuff like that and I just looked up like the name of the show and then cosplay and I was you know exposed to this huge world of just like of cosplay um, and so from there I there was a local comic convention that was happening and I got invited to it by a friend and I wore my Princess Peach costume which was my Halloween costume for that year um, to the convention and that was my first exposure to cosplay and it's been it's it's just snowballed since then excellent excellent and the first now you that first year you said it was a costume you'd already had right yes mm -hmm. dude uh, would you say for folks want to get in that that's an easy place to start before they go all in on making custom costumes for sure, for sure. I think if you have, you know, a Halloween costume kicking around, um, that's definitely a good kind of gateway drug into into making your own. Um, yeah, I think that's a good way to do it, though. 
the quality between like store-bought Halloween costumes versus cosplays is a little bit different. So quality-wise, it might not be kind of what you're looking for for a cosplay. Um, but if you have something that you've maybe made yourself or someone's made for you, that's definitely like that's what I did. My mom made me my my peach costume, and then I just used that as a cosplay. So if you if you're able to kind of do it that way, I think that's definitely a good way to do it. So from there, uh, how do you go into the complete? you know, making it yourself, going the whole nine yards. Yeah, okay. So first you want to start with a really easy, basic costume. And for that, I usually draw from North American cartoons. So stuff like I mentioned before, like Fairly Odd Parents, Danny Phantom, Steven Universe, um, stuff like that. Gravity Falls is another good one because they wear really basic clothes that are easy to sew. Um, and we usually go by this thing called the five-piece rule. So you want to choose a character that has um, five pieces to their costume, give or take, because you don't want something like a huge um, like armor build for your first cosplay. So if you can find something like, you know, maybe maybe like a, a jacket and a, a t-shirt and, and pants, like something like that to first to first make as your first cosplay um, I think that's definitely a good way to do it and um, really going by Google is the best way to learn Google is your absolute best friend so if you're looking to learn how to sew to style wigs to really do anything to do cosplay makeup um, really just look up tutorials on YouTube and really you can learn to do anything um, through through YouTube and Google which wasn't always the case back when I was first starting. I mean, if you could find a specific tutorial for, for a character you were looking for, I mean, you were doing really well. So definitely there are lots of resources out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. What were, so early on, what were some of your favorites uh, that, that you did? Yeah, my, my early cosplay favorites. Um, I think one of the the biggest cosplays I did was Maka Albarn from Soul Eater. Ooh. I had the scythe and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very so nice. yeah, it was that was a classic one. Um I wore that so many different times. Um so that was definitely one of my favorites. And then uh, that's the only one that sticks out for me from my early years actually. I'm trying to remember what other stuff I did. I did Link. I did like Toon Link. Um that was fun because that was my first boy cosplay. And so mm -hmm. I wore that a bunch of times. And then, um... What, well, was your Paula cosplay an early one originally? No, that one was later. That one was about five or six years ago. So, I mean, early if you if you consider, like, that early on. I'm thinking about, like, my first couple years cosplaying. Mm-hmm. Jamie, have you ever done cosplay? Surprisingly, I've never had the chance to. Really? If only because when I finally decided to do a chance to, we got COVID. Oh, oh no. Yeah, because no, both Xander and I and uh, G and I were both talking about doing like matching outfits. Uh, Xander has been trying to get me to go as sexy Waluigi for years now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> Bec because, like, and it, that sounds like a joke, but, like, have y'all seen, like, the, the, the sexy Wario TikToks? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, like that, but Waluigi. Because, I mean, Waluigi's the hot one. It's true. It's, it's true. true. Waluigi is the hot one. He is the hot one. Like, you know... Like, you know, not to get off too far off topic, but, you know, I think he's pretty wonderful, you know? Hey. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know? I mean, Taya, that, that's a man, he mustache me out. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Amazing. Oh my god. I can keep going. I just want to mm -hmm. see a Waluigi cosplayer in a Speedo, and I'm not sure if that <laughs> is safe to say now that our show is sponsored, but we're going to go for it anyways. I just want Waluigi in a mankini. Yeah. I support Very this. Very nice. Yeah, I support this. Not not as me, obviously, but that's just because I can't pull off that look anymore. Estrogen's taken its effect on me. I was going to um, say, yeah. But, back on topic. Uh, so, around... So, small question. About what time uh, did you feel... You know, at, how long after starting doing cosplay itself did you begin doing YouTube? Yeah. And creating YouTube content about cosplay? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, if you, if you, there's the early videos from when I was in high school. I don't know if we count those. Do we count those? <laughs> we count. You those. can. Yeah. You can. Okay. <laughs> so that was like, oh, that was like three ish years after I first started cosplaying. I started making cringy youtube videos as a high schooler um you know i i gave it my best i tried to make it like documentary style where i interviewed people in their cosplays and tried to make like a documentary about the the convention um that i went to and and i started making vlogs um and i did music videos as well actually so yeah it was three years after but i didn't start taking it seriously until about four four ish years ago um, so, uh, yeah, it depends on what you count. If you count, like, the cringy early stuff or the, or the current kind of more professional, taking it more seriously stuff. It, it, you know, it I makes think you feel all... any better at all. There is definitely hidden footage out there on YouTube of me in full gray paint doing, like, Homestuck cosplay, roleplay oh stuff. So if that makes you Amazing. feel any better at all there there's a thing that exists of me and i'll have you know i was a wonderful matuna thanks very much oh that's great <laughs> i love that i love everything about that that's fantastic <laughs> i was one of the dirty homestucks but we can get into that in like the story section as it were yeah i mean goodness we're gonna need to do an entire episode on cons especially like because let me tell you, my first anime con I probably went to when I was about 10 or so and around Houston. That was 08, which if y'all remember, that was like in the middle of like the Yowie Paddle era. Oh, oh my gosh. You know. No, no, don't go into it. No, if you I'm know, not going to you know. go if into that. If you don't, that. you don't. If you don't, <laughs> all I was going to say is if you don't know, Red Bar did a very good video on oh, that yeah. era. He was really good. Yeah. Yeah, she's fantastic. She's, yeah. So, but it's interesting because would you say that over, you know, I, because I definitely say that over time, you know, you definitely found your niche and you found your, you know, you found your vibe, so to say. Yeah. Yeah. Now, some of the mo so going into it, cosplay itself has become it's gone from being just, you know, some niche out there to being something that's, you know, truly not just a part of, you know, convention culture and uh, gaming and anime culture as we know it, but also something that's gotten a lot more uh, products made specifically for it. Like, um, I know you recently did a video on robotic cat ears. Yeah, yeah, the cause ears. Yeah. And yeah, like. 
Oh, sorry. Go oh, on. Sorry. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say they're like they're they're magnetic like ears that that move for cosplay. They're very cool. Is that at all related to Neko Mimi? I guess I guess so. They're just they they go on your head differently, um, and they don't. I think the Neko Mimi they move based on brain waves or something like that. But these ones move based on like sound, or they just move by themselves. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's Neko Mimi? Neko Mimi was a huge, huge thing. Back when I was still, when my primary conventions were still anime uh, conventions, before I made the switch over to exclusively furry conventions, uh, Neko Mimi ears were exactly, uh, like she said, was like, there they were these cat ears and they would move around. Um, the rumor was that they were on brainwaves, but no one wanted to test it because it was like $300 at the time. Oh. <laughs> wow. 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 Yeah. So that's the tea. I'm not sure if they still cost that. There's also like drama with the creator and like copyright and patent stuff. It got real ugly. That's a rabbit hole that we don't have time for. But what, Anya, what I think is really interesting as well with it, though, is that, you know, cosplay has really become more than just cosplaying for you. Like, I know you're you're doing voice acting as well now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm studying, uh, studying voice acting. That's awesome. Yeah. But uh, going going through that, like not just talking early stuff in general, what what's what is the most complex one you've done? And did, were you proud of it? Did you regret it? Was it a bit of both? I think, yeah, so that's a really good question. Um, I'm trying to think. I think the most complex one that I did, I think for me it was complex, but probably Tracer um, was had the most complexity to it because that was my first and currently only time working with foam and, like, um, contact cement and, and Plastidip and stuff like that. Uh, so having to make all of her, all of her little, like her guns and her chronal accelerator and all of that stuff, um, it was definitely a very rewarding experience. Like it was a very long, long process putting all of that together, and it was a major learning curve, learning how to like use a heat gun and stuff like that. And I definitely could improve upon it now. Um, but yeah, I mean that's one of the most like rewarding cosplays I've gotten to do because people's reactions to it. I mean, first of all, she means a lot to me because like I, I flip and love her. Um, mm. But like the reaction that I've gotten to that cosplay from people of all ages, like I didn't realize that so many like such a broad range of ages new overwatch like i've had like like a three-year-old boy get a photo with me i've had like like 10 year olds want to get photos with me and they wanted to like talk overwatch with me um yeah adorable. it was really cute it was yeah right um and then of course like grown adults being really excited to see tracer um so like that that was definitely that was definitely a good experience for me um all the work was definitely worth it and all the materials you listed off, those are some really, really harsh chemicals, too. So pulling it off to the sheer level of quality that you did and you owned it, and it was amazing. I love your Tracer cosplay so much. And uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. Um, my, my old crew that I used to run with, uh, one of them was way into cosplay as well, and I definitely remember 
many nights putting warbla in the oven and then also like oh this is a dangerous chemical don't huff this when mixing up silicone and everything oh my gosh oh god <laughs> no, for real uh do you uh incorporate anything like 3d printing or resin casting or anything like that into your work uh yeah so i'm i mean i'm really really scared of of harsh chemicals so i try to avoid it actually but i did resin casting for raven um mm -hmm. which like for the belt for the the red gems um that was that was a successful experience i didn't die so i'm happy good, with good. that not dying is always a plus it's very <laughs> recommended yeah living totally. is the meta right now it really <laughs> is <laughs> so i think it's it's funny i don't like harsh chemicals worked with resin the harshest of like residential like commercially available chemicals or or one of them i know <laughs> i only did it once though i try to avoid it like the plague like if i can avoid doing resin casting i'll totally do it um yeah, and then yeah my scary. roommate actually oh yeah it is it really is um my roommate recently got a 3d printer so they've been um 3d printing stuff and they 3d printed a prop for me recently so um, awesome. that's going to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's going to be kind of like a new addition to the, to the cosplay arsenal. Jamie and I, we've been talking a lot about, about, um, different crafting stuff like 3d printing and soldering because I'm working on a new little series of videos for the channel called stuff we make. And we're really excited to get that off the ground. So anytime I get to talk shop with another crafty person, it just gives me so much life. So thank you for letting me pick your brain on that. Oh, of course. Always. I'm always happy to talk about crafting. Honestly, like we just hit time. But if you have any more questions, Jazz, you're welcome to ask them. I don't want any nasty emails this week for the timing. So let's <laughs> you, you know why? If they, if they want to be nasty about it, I'm going to say it. They're not real gamers and they aren't invited Oof. to my party chat. Oof. Oof. Dang. <laughs> Maximum disrespect. That being said, I've been jazzy. And I've been Jamie. And with us today has been none other than. Oh, do I say it? Do, do yes. I say it? Or yeah, do you they say, can it? say it. Yeah, you say it. Okay. <laughs> uh, Anya. <laughs> yes. And where can folks find you on the world wide, wide web? web. <laughs> yes. Wow. I like you what can we just find did me. there. That was beautiful. <laughs> That was beautiful. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the, so T-H-E underscore Anya Panda. That's A-N-Y-A-P-A-N-D-A. Or by, or, uh, or on YouTube at Anya Panda. There awesome. we go. And how can people, Excellent. how can people send you money? <laughs> no, I'm not oh, joking. Yeah. It's a, a real question. Yeah, it's a real like, question. you have a Patreon? I do have a Patreon. Yeah, that my Patreon is uh, patreon.com slash Panda. Please give me money. You heard it here. Money me. Money now. Money, money us. Now. Jamie, how can people <laughs> give us money? Well, you see, speedrun is part of stuff we play. And if you would like to get early videos, oh, early podcast episodes a week early, behind the scenes content, and even Discord perks, along with 20% off at a merch store, which apparently has been the big driving force as of late. Uh, then patreon.com slash stuff we play. In addition, in addition, if you would like to start a podcast of your own, then guess what? 
Listen in. Lean on close. Grandma Jamie has something to tell I'm you. I'm here. I'm here. Can you tell me a story? I'm here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to tell you a story about, about right. growing up. You see, back when I was growing up, we unfortunately yeah. couldn't get paid podcast hosting <gasps> through Podbean. Gasp. But now you can. And not only can you, but you can help out the show by going to podbean.com slash speedrun or by using the code speedrun at checkout. What? Also, Willikers, also, Grandma, also. I'm like 5 or 13 and don't have a debit card. Can I pay with v- V-Bucks? No, but you can use your mom's credit card. All right. Tell her I said Just it's okay. Like baby! In addition, I would like to give one more big thank you to Ubisoft. As of today, we are recording this on uh, right at the tail end of June 2021. Uh, we have announced the first winner of our Mortals Phoenix Rising giveaway on Twitter, and I'm sure by the time this goes out, you've heard uh, the, the questions and stuff for the other ones, along with uh, maybe some other giveaways. But again, thank you so, so much, Ubisoft Canada, for making that possible. Uh, done in part because, of course, we here at Stuff We Play are part of the Ubisoft Canada Guild. Jazzy, you make these episodes possible. Oh, Where can people find you and give you money? ClevelandAudioMixology.com. I'll mix your podcast and make you sound crispy. The show is also brought to you by PCBWay. Can you tell uh, the listeners about that? Because that's brand spanking new news. That's new. So they aren't. So, yeah, this is something I just wanted to announce here because though they're not directly sponsoring the podcast, they are. I wanted to give them a quick shout because they are. uh, They've just given us a long term YouTube sponsorship, which I'm very grateful for. And uh it's my first time getting a long-term sponsor on YouTube. I'm very grateful, and it also is going to be good because along with the maker vids, this is great because I'm diving into more retro computing content. Gonna put my Amiga to good use. You can't see it, but I'm gently caressing this old computer like it's my child. Jamie, this is a PG-13 podcast. We have sponsors. You can't do that on there. I do what I want. It's Get my computer. Get a room. All right, let's wrap up the show. Lots of people give us money. Anya, thank you so much for coming on the show. We will see you in literally four seconds after we end, but the listeners will see you next week. Yes. So on that note, I've been Jamie. I've been Jazzy. And Anya, you've been Anya. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much for listening. Stay classy and we'll see you next time. And bye.